The Master of the Red Door. 14th of October, 1841. Tis been three months since I, Benedict Bentham, came to the Macropolis workhouse. I miss Mother and Father dearly. Mother passed last spring, giving birth to little Arthur. I was sorrowed to say that neither survived. Father and I struggled on for two months on the farm. Father ne'er was the most joyful of gentlemen. However, he was most benevolent and was never one to lay hands upon me. The passing of mother put such a strain upon him, twitch, made him take his own life. I believe fully that him, mother, and little Arthur are in heaven. The workhouse taint too bad. Tis good to have food in me belly, and while I share a dormitory with two score boys, I am most comfortable. 16th of October, 1841. After our day's graft was done, the other boys alerted me to the girt red door fixed upon the end of our dormitory. They never seen it open, but was told by the olders that one should leave it alone. I left it by and by as one should expect. Our work has been the unknotting of ropes for Her Majesty's Navy. I hope one day that I should become a sailor too. I would be the first of my family to leave the county, let alone the country. The dreams of adventure send me to sleep. 18th of October, 1841. I awoke in such a fluster that my bedsheets were thrown upon the ground. One of the other boys threatened to wallop me if I were to cause such a commotion again. The threat of him was nothing compared to the sense of dread I felt. I managed to gain a couple peaceful hours before the master summoned us to work again. I made a friend, Tommy. The lad comes from the village just down from my rent's old farm. I told him about my awakening last night most feared. He seemed knowledgeable on such matters. Many of the boys have been disturbed during their hours of slumber. He reckons tis witches come to take boys who don't earn their keep. Lost in his ruminations, a master happened to spot him slacking on his work and gave him a clip round the ear. I kept me head down and carried on. 19th of October, 1841. More and more of the boys have been protesting a bad sleep. The rations that Sir Mercer gives us are most generous, as are our hours of rest, so I don't believe it's that. On the Lord's Day, after church, Tommy introduced me to his other pals. There's Daniel, Edward, Billy, and of course, Tommy. We played for hours for a while. Well, before one of the olders told us off and not such foolishness. It was an exhilarating day, and I am most happy to have friends again. 20th of October, 1841. If I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, I wouldn't nay have believed it. I opened my eyes twixt the middle of the night and the red door was open. I got to my feet to take a closer look and heard a noise behind me. There, seated in a chair, twixt the forms of slumbering boys, was a man. I couldn't make his face in the gloom. I asked him what his business was and he gave no reply. The gentleman raised a finger as if to hush my interrogation. Next I know, I'm awoken by the usual hollering of the masters to work. The most curious thing is during our breakfasting, Tommy tells me that a boy named Oliver had not appeared for his meal. He reckons it was the witches, 
but I think he tried to return home. Remember the olders clobbering him for crying. 22nd of October, 1841. There is something about the red door that unnerves me. After supper and the boys settling down for bed, I kept my eyes on the door. When I was sure the olders were snoring, I crept up to it. First, I twisted the handle and tugged, but twas locked tight. After much wrenching, I returned to my bunk. My curiosity was not sated, but I needed rest. I awoke not long after. Over Tommy's bed, there stood a figure. I would dare say it was the same gentleman that had challenged me the previous night. I drifted off to slumber without much thought. 23rd of October, 1841. Tommy was not his usual excitable self. His pallor had taken a turn for the worst. When I brought up my observations of last night's aberration, he filled my ears with the most dreadful of curses. I am afraid of losing my only friend in this place. I concluded not to push my questions and tried to play as boys should. Tommy stayed absent from our games. As I drift towards my bed, I remain concerned that this frightful aberration should come for him. The olders do not let boys share bunks, but I wish so much I could comfort and protect my friend. As I drift off to sleep, I keep a watchful gaze upon Tommy, so I might challenge any that do him harm. 24th of October, 1841. Tommy's gone. Edward tells me he's run off to stay with his sister. Apparently, the maids always offered him a home should he need it. I don't believe a word of it. Tis the man that lives behind the red door. From now on thus, I shall keep a vigilance on that accursed door, and when that bastard comes, I shall challenge him. I feel brave, like Lancelot from those tales I was told by mother when I was a young'un. As I write this, the other boys sleep in the dormitory. I sit in front of the door. 25th of October, 1841. I sat and I waited. With most intent I kept my vigilance, but it was not much past midnight and my eyelids felt unnaturally heavy. I awoke in my bed, but I am most afeared. I have visions of being dragged across the cold floor of the dormitory, and upon my breast are deep scratches. There be four deep lines crossing my heart. My most vivid of the dreams is black nails digging into me. I believe it more than ever. Tommy was taken beyond the red door. 26th of October 1841 He came for me, the man. He stood over as I cowered in the gloom. A dark leather hood hung over his face, and a carpenter's apron bedecked his chest. A cold, long-fingered hand with black nails caressed me as I lay a-frozen in my bed. I tried to cross myself, asking for the Lord's protection, but my frame remained rigid. He took me in his arms and carried me. The red door stood open as he extracted me inside. I write these words, lying in a room, deathly quiet. 
The smell reminds me of the farm when father would slaughter one of the piglets. I lie in a room, frozen with fear. I see the man in the shadows, hunched over a table. He sharpens a cleaver, its cruel steel flashing in the candlelight. Above the table, stuffed like mounted beasts in a huntsman's lodge, are the severed heads of Oliver, Tommy and a number of other boys. Their eyes replaced with marbles, and faces contorted with agony. Their deaths were not quick, and neither will mine be. Now, dear readers, one would think this is where Benedict Bentham's story comes to an end. But you would be seriously mistaken. Mother had the mistake of thinking she could replace me. So I gutted her and tore out that diseased piece of filth they called my brother. Father was a weak little man. I whispered in his ear till he dangled his sordid carcass from the elder tree on our pathetic little farm. I gather myself and stroll over to the skinny little man sharpening his toy. Oh. Boy, would I like a go too. 31st of October, 1841. The room behind the red door is most delightful, along with all of its toys. The man's screams did not reach the ears of the poor little orphan sleeping gently, despite the fact I have spent almost a week slowly removing his skin, starting from his tippy toes and finishing with his face. I cannot wait for the more fun and games that I shall enjoy now that I am the master of the Red Door. <laughs>